This is Comet Picks by The Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing great, John, because we're at Fonime right now. Fuck yeah, Fonime. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, it's like, it's highlight highlight of our year, or my year at least. It's like, and... It's like, and, and as you know, it's like, we love, we love doing podcasts from here. Because, um, and it's also like, sometimes just like some specific anime themed stuff. And this year, my friend Steve is um, back to help us out. Hello. Hey, Steve. Glad to have you back. Yeah! <laughs> yes, and um, as people who have listened to Steve's previous contributions with Future Diary and um, Wounded Man last year... God help us all. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's like, I figure at this point I owe Steve a chance to uh, talk about, you know, some good manga. It's like stuff that he actually uh, enjoys reading about. <laughs> uh, that's so rare. Yeah. And, um, so, but, so the t- and so we got two titles to talk about, and um, both of them are Scanlations. Because you know, this is what you, this is what you're at. It's like two titles: Lusterman and Onani Master Kurosawa. Yeah, one of them is what sounds like on the tin. The other, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's, let's start with the first one you recommended: the um, Lusterman. All right. Which, um, well, it's like it's quite unlike all the other hentai manga I read. <laughs> Turning turn, turn with the fact that there is no real, there's almost no real hentai content at all. Not really, no. Not at all, actually. Not at all. True. But uh, but, uh, but the um, series itself, it's basically about this um, this average schmuck, like college, college dude, kind of like kind of an otaku. Kind of an otaku. Yeah, who um, winds, up get, winds up getting mistaken for a molester, it's like in a, tra- in a train one day. It's like, and there, there's all this, like, you know, like, social, like, um, social anxiety. It's like, oh, the, uh, the, per- the uh, person who, it's like, who, uh, who accuses him of molester, who, who we, uh, Come to as misunderstanding, and um, it's like and she, it's like she she feels bad about this. So he, so there's all all this apologizing, but he, at the same time though, as this like apologizing goes go under like um, starts happening, he gets to know like her circle of friends with with um, Kansai, who's named because of her accent, um, Loli Jugs because she's a Loli with Jugs, and <laughs> That's um, pretty unsubtle about that. And some and like I guess there are there any other ones that I'm forgetting or um those are the major ones I think. And it's like, and also like as things go on, it's like you know we get to chart the uh, romantic um, implications of this arra- arrangement as well. But also, I'm kind of got to help myself here because this series also has a well done, sir. It's like this. Uh, this also has a uh, it also has a unique origin in the sense that it started out as a thread on um, Tuchan, which is basically Japan, the ri- the original basis for our version of our version of Four Chan. Right. Yeah, and um, so you basically had one guy posting about all this, and then this this one guy decided to make adapt it into a manga that he's just. He, this is like this was the formerly published. This was like a kind of a web comic. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so now um, some of you may be familiar with another um, famous thread on Tuchan that became its own multimedia thing involving a train and a man. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, Densho Otoko, Train Man, <laughs> and uh, which was memorably smacked down in the paper pages of, Kuro, of the Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service as, oh yeah, that was the movie based on the book, based on total bullshit. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I generally enjoyed um, Train... Uh, Molester Man. <laughs> I generally enjoyed Molester Man, but at the same time, that um, echo about, um, about, about how um, Train Man was smacked down Kind of like it's, it was always nagging at the back of my head because, on one hand, it's like what here's so see, um, here's what I think. Um, 
the series really succeeds more than it fails, and showing his portrait of an average schmuck. It's like yeah. the kind of guy who's like he's just like content to like you know just like go to classes, watch watch anime, and also just like enjoy his his weird pets. Yes, and also and it's like and he's and he's got a little to no um, experience with girls, so it's just like you watch him like interact with um, misunderstanding and her and her friends, and it's like oh yeah, I've I've been there, man. But also like the uh, the romantic entanglements like that crop up are I want to like perfectly understandable since it, there's like this the self torment and uncertainty he, that, <laughs> that crops up when he's dealing with them. Yep. It's like it feels it definitely feels um, real and believable. So especially like you know with um, what happened with um, with Lily Judge and his um, ongoing pursuit of Kansai. Yeah, there's lots of there's there's throughout the series there's lots of incidental thoughts he has as you know as asides while the main story is going on that you know it, it, it's these little details that really lend the character life you know because yeah. otherwise otherwise he's just your average manga protagonist except here he's he's having the av- the, the average worries and thoughts of some random dude in a random situation and it's a uh, it, it it makes the character believable and I I don't and Personally, I don't care about the or- the origins or- and the veracity of those origins of this story thereof. Um, you know, whether or not it's all made up is irrelevant to whether or not you enjoyed this story, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think you shouldn't worry about the origins. Yeah. Um, if if anything, my I guess my um, my biggest problem with it come like come towards the end, which um, I can't really get into it without contrasting with the series we're going to be talking about because. Because the thing about these two series is that I think that like um, one succeeds better because it, it actually does a better job portraying change in its hero. Both by the same author. The uh, Molester Man was like done by the was done right. by the right, writer art was done by the same writer artist. But I think Onigiri Master Kurosawa was actually had a writer. Ah. Yeah, and huh. it's like it's the same, but the same artist as who also did Molester Man. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would explain. That's one. That's just one of the reasons why it's the guy's also remaking it as a. Uh, but I mean, in the end, it's like I'm just um, Molester Man. It's like for all the for as good as Dawson does portraying the, the crippling self doubt and uncertainty of its of its hero. Like one of my favorite bits in that regard, which comes when like um, Lily Jugs is like confessing to him, but he's also got feelings for Kansai, so he's got to find a way to, to basically shoot her down without um, finding a way to um, completely deep six his chances with um, with Kansai. <laughs> and uh, but at the very end, I, uh, the, uh, that that encounter actually confessed to him. He just says, "Well, you didn't. You're not gonna tell Kansai about this, right?" <laughs> and like, he's like, "No, you idiot!" But at the same time, it still feels like like this guy has doesn't have the, like the level of confidence that to not just let it be. And that's kind of like a recurring theme throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I guess at the same time, though, it's like I. I mean, like, even though it's like I was really into the ending, as I was, I was check, I was um, messaging you on Steam while this was going on. Um, I'm not sure if I, if I completely buy into. It winds up being like the mega happy ending. Mm, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Why does that bother you? I guess I'm not entirely sure how earned it feels. Like in, it's like compared to like you know. Did, did did our hero really change at all over the course of the series? Uh, sorta. I mean, you know, he he. 
at the start of the series, supposedly, he's just like, uh, he's just a dude who lives in his house. Now he's a dude that lives in his house, and now he talks to girls, you know? I mean, whether that was by choice or forced onto him by circumstances, another matter altogether, but, you know, um, you know, I think, I, I don't know about earned, necessarily, but I feel like he's changed enough, uh, so I, I'm, I can't make, I'm not gonna make a judgment on whether or not, like, the character earned anything, but I feel like the character did change and grew enough throughout the series. Yeah. Also, I guess also worth mentioning that, if, in case you haven't picked up on this, like, from the way we're talking about it, you, this is very much a, a, a guy's series, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It, it really is. Yeah, I think, as, I think like, as we're talking about this thing, like, we, we can understand, relate to this guy's uh, mindset and all. I'd say, you know, ladies are going to re probably read this and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice to get a female's perspective on this, but seeing as we can't, this is the best we're going to have to do. Yeah, I do think that, um, that um, ladies will probably look at this and for all the insight that it does provide into how the male mind works, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. I do think there's probably that um, they're probably going. There's probably like they're going. They're either going to either roll roll their eyes at or just find um, laugh out loud hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So that that's that's molester man. It's like you can um, read it on. It's like it's like at your at your um, favorite um, manga. It's like a scamlation site. Um, we use Makoto. Yeah. And um, it's and it it is. It's worth noting that, yeah, it's, it's never going to come out to have a legitimate release in America. So, read, so read away for all I care. Yeah, it's it, it is not a series that anyone is going to perceive as a, making you know the mega bucks, and so is worth licensing. And along that note, the other series you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, it's great, and that's why it's never coming out here. Yeah, um, for the title alone, Onani Master Kurosawa. Because, you know, the title alone, um, in, case, in case for anyone who's not aware, Onani um, translates to masturbation in English. Yup. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, that kind of, like, it's, if it, it's, it's not coming over, even if it did, it's going to have a uh, different title, too. It's not coming over. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a series that, you know, that the description at Batoto has a night, pegs it quite well. It's something that, show, that showcases the, the best and worst of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it sounds like hyperbole, it isn't really. Yeah, it's like it's and it's all centers around like the title character Kurosawa, who's he's in last last year of middle school, and um he's and he and he's just like a like an introvert um like the, the angsty gloomy guy, it's like who um just has a um interesting daily ritual in the sense that he will go up to the um least used um, bathroom girls bathroom, it's like at his school at the end of the day. And just um, jack off to the thoughts of the girl who just most impressed him, like in the course of the day. It's like he's managed to avoid this, uh, avoid anyone finding out about this um, for a good long while now. But as the series starts off, he winds up um, getting caught, in, not necessarily caught in the act, but get caught in the stall by another girl, um, Kitahara, who is a uh, like a very mousy, um, quiet girl who's like subject of some of, um, serious bullying by some of the other girls in her class. So basically, she now that she knows that this is what he's doing, it's like she basically—it's blackmail time. Yeah, she basically has has him. I'm um, go and it's like basically I'm um, help her. I'm um, get revenge against the girls who have been um, harassing her. And then some. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the series basically follows like um, Kurosawa's efforts to, and Kurosawa's and Kihara's um, relation, 
British Chavezzi as he as he helps her get revenge on these on these on these girls, but also at the same time, you know, life happens, and Amiko Kurosawa also winds up getting to know this other other girl like um, um, Ta- uh, Ta- Takigawa, right? I think so. Yeah. So she and like he basically um, meets her every day at, at school, you know, like, hanging out like in the library. It's like she's like she's someone who used to be kind of a uh, like an antisocial. Like um, quiet, quiet girl, but so but kind of made efforts to change. Like as she went went into middle school, now she's kind of relatively popular in the class, and um, but she's also um, fairly well read too, and that's something that impresses impresses Kurosawa, and um, he just kind of starts to like develop real feelings towards her. So, and yeah, and, and then everything goes to shit. Yeah, because she winds up because uh, like she as she says she's drawn to like positive guys, and she winds up getting um. Uh, winds up becoming a couple with the uh, with the class's resident otaku, um, cauliflower haired guy whose name escapes me at the moment. But um, is also Kurosawa's friend. Well, he thinks he's Kurosawa's friend. I mean, all right, like, fair Kur- enough. Kurosawa is always shutting this guy down. Like, the, the dude is like relentlessly positive, like in like, in like really annoying ways. I think that definitely makes an intentional choice, like on the part of the writer, because it's like I mean, he's the kind of like the um. Exuberant otaku who's, um, who's, uh... He's 100% sunshine. Yes. And, like, on one hand, it's like, you know, that kind of, like, one-note characterization would be annoying, like, you know, like in, an, in another series. But here, it actually makes a nice contrast to uh, Kurosawa. And, it, like I said, it also um, fits within the context of the story well. Like I said, he's able to, to uh, get a, a good relationship going with, with Takigawa, a believable relationship. But, at the, but, you know, at the same time, though, it's like, you know, when this happens, it's like, Oh man! It's like Kurosawa just almost goes right off the rails as, as a result of this. Then things happen. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, like, like I said, the series basically like there's it's 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 not really parts of it are, are really really dark, really dramatic, and also some parts of it are you know it's like all our happiness and sunshine. Um, it's like I mean I I got it. It's like it it is like a there is a series does offer a visceral thrill when you see um. Kurosawa working with Kitahara um, to get revenge on the initial set of girls. It's like just it's like it gives it gives the series its other nickname I've seen on Bakoto, um, Fat Note. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. That's good. Yeah, it's like I mean like it's I mean like, this whole revenge thing works um, like is is a is a credible hook through the uh, like through like the first half of the series, and I gotta admit it's like uh, I do want to give the author um, big props. Bad props for um, like not um, putting um, Kurosawa and Kitahara into a romantic relationship, which I think is what um, a lesser um, creator would have done. Why are you gonna give that away? What do you mean? Okay, uh, that, so you say that's a spoiler then? I don't know about a spoiler, but I feel like that there's always that question hanging in the air, and you know, ah, whatever, it's out. Okay, it's like my my bad then, but I I, don't, I just appreciated that that fact because like oh I you, agree with you entirely. Yeah, it's like it because I mean like you see that and you think that this is this is where it's gonna go because this is where these stories always. Go. I know, and that's the thing, right? That's it, it's precisely that pregnant question. Forgive the phrasing, actually don't. Um, <laughs> that that I think is you know I think it, it's part of the series sort of you know part of the tension of the series, right? Yeah, but I think there's plenty of stuff to be tense about. But yeah, there's plenty of other things, plenty of other more pressing matters. But, but especially with um, within that last volume revolved around Kitahara. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. That gets pretty dark. Oh yeah. But I th- here's it, but here's the thing. I mean, c- compared with a molester man, um, Kurosawa um, eventually makes a decision in the latter half of the series, like pretty towards the end of Volume Three, that um, it shows that he realizes that the w- the route he's on is going to end in destruction. That um, he like he says, I, you know, I can't keep doing this anymore. So here's what I'm gonna do. And he basically it's a decision that turns into basically like the uh, the Judas goat for his, for his classroom. And um, at the same time, it ch- changes the tone of the series. It's like go- going forward. And uh, I can't really talk too much about it, but if you're clever, you may be able to piece together what it is. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like you know he decides to um to like make a decision that basically has him like he he changes and that he he endures all like all this stuff to to eventually become a, become a better person. Yeah. I don't think that there's such there's really an equivalent moment up like that in Molester Man. No, I agree. I, but I I told you at the start at the onset that, you know, you know, I felt Onana Master Kurosawa was a better like uh, series. Okay. Yeah, it's like I guess that's that's what I feel like 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 it's like it's earned all the stuff that happens to Kurosawa feels earned. It's like by the end of the series. Yeah. Well he changes I feel like the character change arc is a lot more developed in Onana Master Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, I guess that's all I'll say about the matter. Just read it. Yeah, it's like it's it's only four volumes, plus with two um, large text piece um, epilogues that were also translated along with it. So I think the uh, you you see you mentioned that the ending feels somewhat abrupt. Yes, which is why it, I'm I'm no, I don't know who wrote them, but they feel like an appropriate like uh, I feel like an appropriate epilogue to the uh, to the series. Well, I'm pretty sure it's the original. He's the guy who wrote the series, handling it. So, in fact, sure. I, I liked how the the epilogues basically take the um, like the the um, the class trip um, thing that that happens in volume two, and like it's like hey, it's like something that happened. That everyone had a great time. It's like even some of them like won't, weren't ready to admit it at the time, and say that you know we're gonna do that class trip thing again, and um, well, let's just say that you know their efforts to recapture lightning in a bottle. Don't really turn out for the best for for everyone. Eh, they tried. Yeah, it's like, but like I said, it's it's it's. I think it's it's a nice it's a nice epilogue and it provides the, the uh, very appropriate sense of closure that the um that the manga proper um does not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So overall, it's like, like I said, if you're gonna read one of these, definitely read Onani Master Kurosawa. Um, guys, like I said, you're probably likely to get more enjoyment out of. It's like at see out of um like a molester man than say someone with um two x chromosomes <laughs> yeah probably yeah so so i guess that that's it and um i guess we're gonna wrap wrap up now unless john um okay i guess john's busy right now so you didn't want to talk about big order big oh we can talk about big order uh, it's up to you <laughs> like purely up to you the big bo huh <laughs> the bo the bo I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, no, no, we get, we're, we're going around. Let's keep let's keep this, this this crazy train rolling. All right, let's talk about this stinker then. Yeah, because as um like as everyone knows, like I originally dragged Steve into um it's like reading um, Future Diaries. You motherfucker. Yeah, 
and we're still friends. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. And um, we we usually stumbled upon this series because it was getting some got some nasty ass reviews on on a, on a news network. Basically, just the kind of stuff that makes you go, you know, like you you made a series that involves like a guy dominating a girl's will to make her make her do whatever you want. That sounds crazy and wrong. And it was like, this sounds terrible. We gotta watch this. <laughs> and then, um, then Steve noticed something in the credits of the, uh, it's like of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, go ahead. It was the future. You saw the Future Diary TV um, website address. It was like, but what is that doing here? It's like, well, wait, is this series actually from the creator of Future Diary? Well, let me go check. Oh, it explains it is. so much. It explains so much. Because only she could come up with something that's best described as, um, like, Code Geass, only completely retarded. Oh, my God. It's really bad. Yes. Uh, do we even want to, like, try to summarize the series? Uh, which series? Big Order. Oh. The, the premise. Like, it's, like, some dude gets ultimate power from someone who is not CC, and I'm just, like, destroys Japan, and now, like, and now it's un- it's actually unclear what he wants to do really at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like got this power ability to dominate others and things and, and air matter. pressure and air pressure and it's not really clear what the extent and of his power fish is. Cannons. <laughs> and great fish cannons. It's not really clear what his power is. It seems like his power is whatever the plot needs it to be at that exact moment, which is why you can't really you, you can't get behind him because you can't really understand the rules of the of the. Uh, you know, story universe that they're setting down. It's like the Trump presidency. It's like it only makes um, sense in the moment. If you ex- <laughs> if you try to examine it in continuity, it makes no. It completely falls apart. Oh yeah. Just like a Clinton presidency. Come on. Because we don't take political positions on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. This enough. is not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then but then like you know like like other like polit- this political campaign is yet to have feature a uh, character who gets pregnant. After the main character grabs her um, bunny bunny ear ribbons, I shit you not. I don't even know what to do with that. The moment <laughs> still, the moment still has perplexed me. The I think an episode or two later, they basically Jedi hand wave away the entire incident. <laughs> they yeah, they, they, it, this is this is a plot twist that's even too crazy for this for this show to really follow up on. I mean, after, this is after the character. Our main character like dominates the will of the um, Yandere assassin, who is kind of like, yo, I hate you because you, you what you did to Japan like basically killed my parents, but now I kind of love you because you made me love you. <laughs> it's a mystery. What the fuck is that? Oh, I don't understand. And also, can't figure out how he dominated. He supposedly dominated the will of all of the other um, like uh, order users. In, like, the in, ones that are basically using him as a puppet, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, and um, it's like it's. I mean, it's like it's. Like I said, he's meant meant to essentially be their leader because he's dominated them. But they they keep acting like they've got their complete free will. Especially like the main um, Bishonen leader who has the power of retcon. <laughs> Shit, you not. It is it is basically that power. He just says that didn't happen, and then it didn't happen. Yes. It, and then he applies this power at at whenever he wants, but not all not consistently. Not consistently to his benefit. It just whenever the plot demands it. I only think that like he like he basically it's one revealed in that he has already gone through this story once and um that he realizes and he just he said, Okay, that didn't happen. Let's do this again. It's like he's just he's just trying to like create the most the 
like the most the best or most interesting story, which he's really failing to do right now, considering how how things are turning out. That is too clever of an interpretation, I'm afraid. <laughs> hey, I was right about Fantasy Star Online too. <laughs> yes, you were dead on about fucking TSO two, the animation. So okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's giving the show too much credit. The 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 the, the sense that. He is he has basically retconned this once before, and now he's just taking completely different actions that don't make any fucking sense because he tried the actions that made sense the last time, and they didn't work out for him. I feel like that's far too clever of a twist for this series. Well, it's like there were like the there was the occasional clever bit in Future Diary, uh, as is often the case in many shows. They will occasionally have like a glimmer of hope, and then it'll be smacked down by the pile of hot garbage that it is. Or the fish cannon. Or the fish cannon. <laughs> Fucking fish cannon. All right. That's like, I think that was the episode, like, last, last, last week's, we last week's episode. Look, the fish cannon is, okay, I, I, we can't explain it anymore. Just know that there's a fish cannon involved. and, and it, It's a cannon that shoots, like, a lot of fish at this guy in scuba gear. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it really is. It, it is, what we have said is a literal... It is, a, it is literally what happened. Mm -hmm. it, okay, and I'm, we're, I'm just going to leave it at that, because there's not much more you can say on top of shooting fish at a dude in Scooby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, there, there is. Are they live fish or dead fish? Live fish. They're, they're oh, quite alive. So wait a second. No, well, like, but he's no, not Aquaman. He's off-brand Aquaman. Off-brand. <laughs> he's, he's he's dollar store like Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. He's the off-brand Aquaman. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Fish cannon. Continue. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that 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 about wraps it up. Unless you had anything you want to add, Steve? Or no, I w no like uh, I watch Big Order if you hate yourself, or if you have a friend or two. To, or if uh, you got enough alcohol. Or if you have enough alcohol, or if you have a friend or two to uh, you know point and laugh at it. You know, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, um, like I said, re like, um, Onai Master Kurosawa, um, definitely read, um, Matt Musterman, read, you know, it's like, if you're, it's like, if you want insight into how the, um, like, a male otaku mind works. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was actually something you could figure out. It's, like, you know, it's a facet. I would say it is a facet mm. of the way it works. There's it just less, depends there's, on the otaku you're talking about. Well, there's, yeah. less, there's, less moving, there's generally less, less moving parts there. Yes, I agreement entirely. <laughs> there's only a few tracks that, that, that mine runs on. So, Okay. All right, so like, that's about it. Yep. So, catch you next time on Context by the Glitch. All right, we'll catch you later. Bye. So long, folks. See you later.